What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mondo Show here in Studio B with the most obnoxious orange couch. Someone wanted to throw this orange couch away several years ago, and I say, wait, do not throw that orange couch. One day I'm going to use it, and here I am using the orange couch. This is what I love about, I, I love about God is God doesn't throw away things that doesn't make sense, and my life has not made sense for a long time. I'm an ex-gang member that grew up in East L.A., California, that the world said, lock them up, throw the key away. Yet God had a purpose, God had a plan, and I believe that God has a plan for your life. And I believe that God doesn't throw away what others think is trash. I believe that you have a destiny for your life. I believe that God has a plan for your life. But it's going to take you to have an intimate relationship with Christ to understand the will of God, the call of God, and the gift that God has given you. And I hope that on today's program, you can have an epiphany. How about that? A word for the day, epiphany, to be able to understand that in the middle of your crisis, I love this because no matter what happens in your life, no matter what crisis takes place, God always has a plan. Ooh, I'm preaching already. This is supposed to be a talk show. You have to talk, but it's in me. I want you to know something that is in me, the passion to understand that when God has set you apart, like this orange couch, I set it apart because I knew that it was going to have a destiny someplace, somehow. And when God gave me the vision to start this program, I said, I'm going to use that orange couch because most things in life stand out. And maybe it doesn't make sense in your living room. It doesn't make sense in your life. But I want you to know something that when God gives you a mess, oh, I know such a cliche. When God gives you a mess, when God allows a mess in your life, it's because he's trying to birth, trying to develop a message that can change your culture, a message that can change your family's life, a message that can change the world. Oh, I'm preaching already. I wasn't supposed to be preaching. I just want to talk to you today because I have a very special guest with me joining me, and it is the commander. Oh, I can't believe I'm even saying that. The commander. I know for a fact that you're going to remember this because she was part of developing Super Kid back in the day, and I want you to know something that she is, and I'm not going to tell you who she is just yet. But she has written, put together what I believe to be one of the greatest tools to have and to develop an intimate relationship with God in the middle of your crisis, in the middle of your success, in the middle of your triumph, in the middle of probably your lowest moments. I don't know where you find yourself at right now, but I want you to know that we cannot make it alone. We need one another. And when you have tools like this devotional titled, Awake to the Presence, the Open Door to the Secret Place, 30 Devotions with Guided Journal, my special guest today is the Commander, <laughs> Commander Kelly. She is the host of her own program titled Kelly, airing on the Victory Channel. 
You can go online and check out the airings on the program. She's an author. She's a speaker. She's a television host. She's the daughter of the Copelands. Oh, we love the Copelands. And she's joining me on this program right now via Skype. So help me welcome the commander herself. Kelly, hey. welcome to the program. Hey, Mondo, it's really <laughs> great to be on. Oh, my goodness, you are supposed to preach. You got me so excited because that's <laughs> my life, too. That's my story. I know people probably don't think a commander would have that kind of a story, but I think we all can, if we allow our to, ourselves to, we can all come to the place where we know how much we need him. And those oh. moments, though, they seem terrible, whether it's death or divorce or trouble or you know, your own choices or a combination of your choices and other people's choices around you that affect you, we can find that place where we just say, there's nothing else but you, Jesus. And that was my story. And I, I want to hear more from you. Did you just <laughs> talk? That was really oh. fiery. Listen, I, I love you. I met you a couple of times. And I don't know if you know this. I hate to throw names out. But Jim and Lori Baker are my adopted parents. And I was standing in the background. And I love watching people. And I got to tell you that you're one of the people that I watch from afar. And I noticed how you carried yourself with such just excellence. And no one even knew what you were going through at that time, yet you had such poise about yourself. And I just want to say this before we get started. I want to thank you, your mom and dad, for, believe, for believing on Jim Baker, believing in this ministry, because your father walked in. And I asked Jim Baker years ago, who was there to help you in the, when you went through your crisis? And the first person that he mentioned was your dad. He said, Kenneth Copeland was my friend at the top. Kenneth Copeland was my friend at the bottom. And if you ever need a friend, you call Kenneth Copeland because he will be there. And I just wanted to say thank you on behalf of our family for your family being strong. I know what it is to be attacked on the media. People put you on memes. Put, people put you on, on, on everything that they can to try to diminish and, and devalue the family. But I want you to know I'm thankful for you and your family for standing strong. Mondo, that means a lot. We love y'all. We love the Baker family always and forever. Jim and Lori are courageous and brave and you know, you know, Jim had that same kind of epiphany happen in his life. And he's, it, you know, it changes you and it really makes you more powerful than you were before you went through the trouble. Uh, it's only Jesus could do that, right? Absolutely. I loved your couch story. <laughs> you love this obnoxious couch. I've had Rabbi Jonathan Kahn uh, on this couch, Jason Sobo on this couch, Lance Walnut on this couch, and wow. the one and only Steve Strang, very poised man on this obnoxious couch. Um, but I got to tell you something. I believe that God doesn't throw us away, does he? No. He's all about the, you know, I, I'm all about the analogy, but he is too. And your sofa, you had a you had a value for the sofa before you ever had a purpose for it. And God has had a value for us. He knew our purpose, but we didn't. 
And uh, our our value never changes to him. In fact, when we go out and we gain a little understanding, experience, and knowledge of how much we need him, we're more powerful. We're more unforgettable because our story becomes unforgettable, Mondo. Your story is unforgettable, just like your orange couch. I'll never forget it. You know, <laughs> I sat on a lot of white couches at a conference recently, and they were all the same. In fact, it was just yesterday. And I'm at NRB, and I look, and every couch I saw was the same couch, and it kind of marked me. I'm like, wow, that's this is the same couch I've sat on and seen all day, but your couch, I didn't see one like it, and I'll never forget <laughs> it. And I think we need to remember that's how God sees our life, and it's how people see, because when we are marked by Him and not ourselves, it's undeniable. It's the best witness we could have. A healed and saved life, a restored life is the best witness we could have. And sometimes we get so much about how good we need to be that that's Jesus is not who people see. They just see how much we are perfect or we think we're perfect or we're judging. And that is not you. People quit judging once they've been restored. And I don't know. It's just a valuable thing in my eyes. And he is. I think you're so right on. And before we get to your story, and I love people's stories because I want to tell you something. When you see people on TV, when you see people on magazines, when you see people in in places that you admire, because we all admire each other, we all admire what we do, and we're cheering one another. At least that's what we're supposed to be doing. Uh, But most of the time, people may know our name, but they don't know the story behind on what's happening behind the scenes. They don't understand that life falls apart. They don't understand that sometimes, just like this crazy orange couch, no one has used for it, and they put you to the side because you had a mistake or you had a failure or you don't look like the way they're supposed to. This is not a casting event for a movie. This is what God does, and this is what I love about what I'm doing and what what I have felt for a long time, the call of God in my life. Because it's easy to say, hey, I'm called to be a missionary, and everyone supports you, and they get behind you. Or you say, oh, I'm going to be an evangelist, and people get behind you. But when you tell them that you have been called to television, and it's like, oh, my God, who do I tell? It doesn't fit my format. It doesn't fit what the church is trying to do. But yet, I love this. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. I can stop right there and just preach on that one sentence because I'm glad that someone had a plan. I'm, I'm glad that someone had a purpose. I'm glad that someone saw a destiny and took their time to develop a plan for my life. And I believe that as you're watching and you're, you're about to hear a great, not just a great story, but an experience. Because surviving an experience and living to tell about it is one thing thing that will take you into the next level. Most people don't survive their trauma. Most people get stuck in the process. Most people indulge themselves in gossip and and, and internal affairs, meaning they go within and start dealing the problem from within, and they start medicating with it, and they start drinking. And and if that's you, I want to tell you something. That may be okay for a moment. But there's more to that. There's more to the process. Don't get stuck in the process. And as you watch and as you hear this amazing story of how we got to the point where someone can author a devotional 
that had an epiphany to change her life. From afar, it seemed like everything was perfect, Kelly. From afar, your makeup is on point, your hair is on point, your dimples are on point. <laughs> but yet, very few people understood what was happening. Can we walk through the process of what happened behind the scenes that began to lead you to what we're going to talk about on today's program, which is the devotional? Sure. You know, I, I think to be awakened by the Lord is the most precious thing. And the Ephesians is talking about, I really believe Ephesians is about the end time church. Yes, it's been applicable for all these years, but here we are at a conjuncture of time that God has had planned out since before he created Adam and Eve. And we're here. I believe we're here. And Ephesians talks about us, uh, awake, O sleeper, rise up from your coffin and the light will shine on you. You would think the light would shine first and then you would wake up and then you would rise up. But it says it's kind of all out of order because he's waking us up. He's raising us up and he wants to shine the light of Jesus Christ out of us. But there's a lot of you and I that have to get out of the way. There's a lot of our soul because I believe for, I believe that that light has to shine through our soul, from our spirit, from heaven, connected to our spirit, out of our soul. And if our soul is junky, dirty, and it's not just our life that junks it up, we have now you know thousands and thousands of years of junk, bad thinking. Um, immaturity, you know, demonic lies that have been fed to the to people for generation after generation. And then in my own life, the 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 breaking, the the first lie the Lord dealt with in me when He started talking to me, like He began to talk to me, or like I opened up for to hear Him. He began to talk to me about abandonment. He diagnosed abandonment in my life. I didn't even know it. It happened when I was three. So we, I believe we, and everyone that I've walked with in minute, walked to, I ministered with them, walked them through some deliverance and these things. Everybody had a remember a memory that was critically lying to them that Satan had planted lies, and they were like two or three or four. So I really do believe, Mondo, that this these lies that Satan has planted in our, not in our spirit, but in our mind, our will, and our emotions, these lies are the double-minded, the double, the, the uh, thing that makes us double-minded, hard to believe what Jesus is saying when we have another shepherd called Satan who's been planting his word in our mind, will, and emotion for years. So with that, that, that's how the Lord began to break it up for me. But the moment that led to that was my life was just in my marriage was not what I expected, not what I knew how to deal with. I didn't know how to deal with it emotionally. It was, I just, it was something that it was a, it was a situation, even though I had been divorced before, this was kind of something, a new experience for me. And in that place, I knew I, I had to go get a divorce. And so in that place, I was so hurting and feeling shamed because I'm getting a divorce again. 
that had a big message to it. I'm, I'm hurt. I'm, I'm traumatized really in my soul. And I cried out to the Lord and I said, I think there's something wrong with my soul. And I don't know anything about that part of me. I, I felt like I did have a good grounding in my mind, things about my mind things about my will. I felt like being a person of the word and faith in his written word made me strong in those areas. But my emotions were so immature. And I, I just, I didn't use, I, I was, uh, I, you know, I had, was, had emotions, obviously. But when it came to not being led by my emotions, instead of just not being led by them, I just shoved them aside. I didn't allow them to have a part of me, and I didn't even know that's what I was doing. But, you know, it does make walking in faith easier if you're not emotional when your child is sick or you're not emotional when trouble came. But in this situation, I was all over being emotional, and I didn't know what to do with it, and I didn't feel strong, and I didn't feel on t I didn't feel like I knew what to do to win, using, uh, believing God and his promises. I felt like I needed something more. And when I cried out to him, he began to answer me. And opening up that emotional space for him to get in there as a shepherd, opening up my life deeper into my soul, created a space where he could talk to me deeply. And I didn't know how to come to that place, you know, before then. So in that divorce, pre-divorce, divorce, coming out of it, that's where the Lord really kind of turned me upside down. I, I felt like I was in the Hebrews 12 shaking. You know, I began to discover these scriptures where the Lord says there's some things that need to shake loose. And that started for me in about 2013 or so. You know, I commend you for being honest and being open. I, I think being authentic in today's culture is needed more than ever. And the older generation didn't know how to be open about what's happening. And not that they had to, but I believe that when you're in the public eye, you know, people have a lot of questions and people are seeing a lot of things. And I just, I, I take my hat off to you for being honest and authentic about your personal life and what you've gone through and how you made it out. What would this Kelly, the Kelly that has gone through life, what would she tell young Kelly? What would her advice be? Uh, stop trying to be perfect. Uh, you don't need anyone to think you're perfect. You don't need affirmation. You don't need uh, anything but him. Just start talking to him. Start talking to him because he's your human. He's the one you can talk to. Stop bypassing him to get to the Father. Stop talking to the Holy Spirit, bypassing Jesus when the Holy Spirit is really here to do the words of Jesus. Go straight to Jesus and let the Father and the Holy Spirit surround that. I think those that encapsulates the new life I have with him. And I wish I'd have known it sooner, but I don't know how I would have known this unless somebody was talking about it, you know, but still... I think when I think about my own kids or people's uh, people who I love, kids that are out there experimenting with the world, I have ceased to worry about them because what they're out there doing is meeting him for themselves. If you have a message to leave for the next generation, what would that message be from Kelly, the commander? Uh, 
you are a treasure. And even if my generation doesn't really see that right now, there are things in you that God put in there for the harvest. And yes, those things could lead you off into trying to figure out, uh, you know, what's really God, what's really true, what's really Jesus. But this generation, Mondo, they are worshipers. And here's the thing I think that God put in them for the harvest is compassion. And I think people my age need to begin to see this and respect it, that they are harvesters. You know, when they see the world, when they see maybe their friends who are gender confused or they're gay or they're doing this or doing that, they don't judge them. They just stay in their life and doesn't mean they don't love Jesus, but they just stay in their lives, you know, and I love that about them. And I began to learn something from this generation. And the Lord said to me, he literally said these words. He said, you would not know the harvest if it jumped up and bit you in the butt. I know you don't think Jesus would say that, but he said it to me. And I was like, what? And he said, because the harvest, the word talks about when people are confused and without a shepherd, then that is the harvest. The, the fields are white with harvest when that looks like out there, like they don't know what to do. And that's where this generation, I believe, is going to be. You are going to be the last hour worker in the fields that the rest of the body of Christ cannot bring in this harvest without you and your love for people and your love for the world and your love for the confused people is the thing that God is going to do with our, my generation support. You're going to go out there and you are going to love people into be coming to Jesus. And you are going to be the very picture of John 17, where Jesus said that we will be so one with him, with each other, that the world knows that he loves them. That is you. And that is your assignment. So no matter what you've been through, just connect or where you're at now, maybe you feel like you're away from him. You're not away from him because he's been with you the whole time. He just wants you to get to know him as your savior. So just open up to that and let him walk you through. He's our savior. Great message. Listen, my time is gone for today, but I cannot leave this program without praying for you. But I'm going to ask my special guest to pray for you, to pray for your need, to pray that you will know Christ in an intimate way. And know this, that no matter what is happening in your life, keep the faith. It's going to be all right. Will you pray for us as we leave the air, Miss Kelly? Yes. I just want, let's all just come in a posture of that we do need him. You may, you may feel like things are great right now. You need him and you need him tomorrow and you don't even know what's ahead. And if you feel like things are horrible and you know you need help, I can tell you, you need Jesus. So let's just come with that posture. Lord Jesus, we invite you to shepherd us. We open up our mind, will, and emotions as a sacrifice to you. Walk through our heart. Show us what doesn't belong. Show us who we are. Show Your words bring our identity to life. And you set on fire what doesn't belong. And it's burnt up. And you set on fire your will, your plans, your purposes like the burning bush. Something that is on fire and never stops burning. So Lord Jesus, we open up our heart for that. Now, I want us all just to ask Jesus a question, and I want you to hear what he says back, because the first thing you hear in your mind is going to be his voice. And I want you to just say, 
Jesus, do you love me? I know you heard him because he always responds. When I say, Jesus, I love you, he always responds. He just said, I love you too. And we may think that's not a, that's not him, that's us. But, you know, many of us, most of us would not say that to ourselves. So you just have to begin to talk to him that simply and just start having a conversation. You Are you hurt? Are you in trauma? Take that to him. He wants you to do that, that he's your savior and he's your shepherd and he'll walk you out. And that Revelation 7 says he shepherded them unto life, living water. A new life. That's where we're going. Awake to his presence, the open door to the secret place. 30 devotions with guided journal. You're going to discover freedom to be everything Jesus is calling you to be. A two-way relationship that's open and authentic. A soothing life. Listen, I got to go, but remember this. He loves you. He's crazy about you that if he can turn things around for Miss Kelly and for myself, then God can turn it around for you. It's going to be all right. Just keep the faith. Stay strong. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. This month I'm offering this coffee table book entitled Jerusalem Rising. A friend of mine, Doug Hershey, put together an amazing book of before and after of Jerusalem and is going to give you an insight of this beautiful city. I want you to watch this video and I want you to go to ptlshop.com slash mondo, gift it to someone, put a smile in their face, shift their atmosphere from a frown to a smile. I'm Doug Hershey, author of the best-selling book, Israel Rising, Ancient Prophecy, Modern Lens that looks at the revival of this land and combines an ancient prophecy, regional history, and stunning then and now photo comparisons. I'm pleased to announce a second volume in the Ancient Prophecy Modern Lens series, a brand new photo book, Jerusalem Rising. In Israel Rising, we looked at the physical revival of this land. In Jerusalem Rising, we looked at the prophesied restoration of this city and why it has arrested men's hearts through the centuries, even in its desolation. Zechariah 8 speaks to a desolate city and its people about what is coming. Some of it seems to defy logic or given traditional conflicts, seems almost impossible. It speaks of a time when his people will return to the city, the elderly and children will dwell peacefully in the streets, and the nations will begin to flood here. Perhaps most stunning is God saying that he will return to live in the city with his people. To have a closer look at all this city has endured, I've obtained the oldest photos of Jerusalem ever taken, some from 1844, 1850s, and 1860s, even into the early 1900s. With an Israeli adventure photographer, we went back and recreated these angles, some for the first time ever, to show how the dramatic changes are happening in this city. These rare photos have a story of their own, hidden away and forgotten in time until the last 15 years. No other city on earth has had its history foretold from its destruction to empty desolation to a revival as a major player on the world stage. Today, according to prophecy and against all odds, Jerusalem is rising again, and it's just the beginning. See the evidence for yourself. Listen, I need your support today. 
The PTL Network is giving me airtime to air this program all over America, and I'm getting letters and receiving messages, and your support means the world to me. I'm just an ex-gang member that fell in love with Jesus and wanted the will of God for my life. And here we are today, reaching the world through this program, reminding you that restoration is possible even in your life. I got to get going, but remember, visit ptlshop.com slash mondo. Stand with us today. Be with us. Stay tuned on the next program of the PTL Network on what God is doing around the world. I got to go. Bye-bye. <laughs>